0: The Toronto Blue Jays have made a signing. We're going to dive into it right away. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel New customers. Join today and you'll get 250 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on to get started. Some huge Blue Jays news. I'm pumped, ready to go, Justin Turner.
1: It's about time. Ross Atkins wakes up and he signs Justin Turner to a 1000000 thirteen dollar deal, thirteen dollar, thirteen million dollar deal, thirteen dollar deal would be a huge bargain for the Blue Jays. But yeah, finally Ross Atkins has made a move. For some reason, some Blue Jays aren't happy about it. I mean, I guess we were hoping for J.D. Martinez or uh, me personally, Jorge Soler. But Justin Turner has been doing it for a long time and he's been doing a great job at the plate for a long time. And the Jays have needed hitting, and Ross finally comes in and gives us the hitting. I don't understand why anyone would be upset about this.
0: No, I mean, he's a proven guy. He's he's reliable. He's You know exactly what you're going to get with him. I'm, I'll read you his stats from last season. And uh, and you can tell me where they rank on uh, on what would have been the Blue Jays team last year. So his batting average is a 276. Yeah, 276 would be number two on the Blue Jays. His uh, slugging percentage is a 4.55. That is also second on the Blue Jays. His OPS, 800 that would be tied for first 23 home runs
1: that would be second on the blue jays and 96 rbi 96 rbi is first on the toronto blue jays (laughs) so with all these numbers in mind and you're looking at last year's lineup how can you hate this signing i mean like he's i get he's old 39 but it's a one-year deal maybe we were hoping to ink a guy like jorge for three years four years but there's a lot of risk involved in that kind of deal. And Ross has proved in the last few years that he's great at signing these one-year deals. When you look at Kevin Kiermaier, you look at Brandon Bell, a lot of these guys have come in and had huge impacts on the Toronto Blue Jays lineup. So another one-year deal, only $13 million and there's $1.5 million in performances and incentives there. So he's pretty much guaranteed that entire salary, but I think people just need to trust in Ross. There's still about a month until spring training. I don't think this is going to be the last move. I'm not sure if you agree with that or not, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's something to be excited about for sure. Yeah. So
0: we, we talked so much um, on Monday about Jorge Soler. Now, I want to, uh, we have a stats comparison sheet right now. So games played, obviously, Justin Turner's played more, played appearances more, hits. Uh, Justin Turner has 154 uh Jorge Soler 126 home runs Jorge Soler had them 36 to 23 RBIs though 96 for Justin Turner 75 for Jorge Soler stolen bases Justin Turner at four stolen bases whatever uh batting average uh 276 to 250 on uh on base percentage 345 to 341 so pretty close there so a lot of these stats are like right in the mix of of being the same yeah you, you might not get as many home runs but maybe you'll get um you know, a better batting average guy that gets on base more, that drives in more runs. And personally, I take that. And a guy that you could swap in at third base.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for the third base situation here. Uh, he has, he is slotted as a third baseman. But when you look at the games last year, he didn't play a lot of third base, unfortunately. because He had 98 games starting at DH, 41 at first base, 10 at second, and then only third, or sorry, only seven at third. Yeah. The total of 146 games played. So that third baseman, he might get a few starts there, but I don't think this is a long-term situation at all for the Blue Jays. I think with this signing, though, it's going to be interesting with the lineup implications with uh, how they deal with that third base and uh, maybe even that second base role now. But yeah, when you compare it to Jorge Soler, Justin Turner has been a career 280, 285 hitter. And you look at Jorge Soler, he has been very up and down his entire career and been having trouble staying on the field, staying healthy. So if you look at it in terms of risk, I think this is a very low-risk deal. Again, one year if it goes well, maybe you resign him. But again, he's getting up there with age, probably closer to retirement. He has been kind of on the decline, but still. And like we compared him to last year, with Vladdy and the rest of the Jays, he's top three, top two in majority of categories. And also, when you compare him to other guys like JD Martinez, he has a better WAR, more hits. Um, or uh, JD Martinez really only has him in slugging percentage, home runs, and RBIs, which those categories do matter. But I just don't, I don't understand why there's just this huge uproar on the Justin Turner signing. I, for an organization organization that's needed bats for a long time, this is a great signing.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 over the moon. Honestly, um, I, I was starting to get to the point where I didn't think we were going to make something happen or something impactful. But this this I'm just. Uh, i'm sort of thrilled that we got something at least right it's it's showing that that ross is looking around seeing what's out there and personally like i don't know i think that maybe this is the last signing that we'll see but i think there's a I think there's still a big trade to come
1: well exactly you see it every year kind of with the jays last year you see all the bar show trade and obviously before the deadline if people are struggling we're Maybe this isn't working out exactly how we hoped. There's always the option if they could trade at the deadline. Yeah. So their options are pretty much limitless for the Blue Jays. They could be in on a, maybe a fourth outfielder. Right now it's Nathan Lucas as our fourth. I don't love that. Uh, our infield depth's pretty good, obviously, pitching. I wouldn't be surprised if signs pitching because how much he loves it. But uh, I don't think for Justin Turner. like People might be worried about him on the decline. Uh, I looked at fan graphs for his projections for next year. And it is a 268 average with a 337 on base percentage, only 15 home runs. So that is a little bit of a dip, 64 RBIs, but 762 OPS. So I, I, I am over the moon for this signing. I, I'm really behind it. I'm not sure if all of you guys agree. Feel free to leave your opinion in the comments for us. Um, it's It's going to be interesting. Hopefully, he can get on the field a little bit. I know his defense isn't great, but I think he's just going to kind of be in – In the thought when, uh, like, people need a rest, right? When you have Vladdy, who's been playing 30 games in a row, and then you can throw him at second. If Biggio, you want to have him a rest day. So it's not going to be an everyday thing. He's mostly going to be slotted in in that DH. And also, with J.D. Martinez and Jorge not signing here, that gives more of an option for Vladdy to be DH, George Springer to be DH, Kirk, Jano. Gives the Jays a lot more options for how they want to orchestrate this lineup.
0: Yeah, and and there is a lot of options. And, I mean, I've been looking, sort of, I've been on Twitter sort of all morning. Checking some stuff out, seeing what the fan reaction to it is. And it seems like there's not a lot of people happy with this, which is shocking to me because, like, yeah, there's some people saying, Well, I signed Justin Turner instead of Jorge Soler, or JD Martinez, but it's like maybe as Ross, they like them better. They they like the fact that which we've talked about lots of times is that consistency, right? You know exactly what you're gonna get. He's not an up and down guy. He he, he plays the same every single year. Or around the same, anyway. So, I I, I like this. I I have always said that the more consistency this team can get, I think, is better. And the fact that he's a veteran in this league, maybe he instills some of that attitude into Vladdy and and Bo and the rest of them. Um, I I think this is a very, very strong move for the Blue
1: Jays. And I don't really at all understand the dislike for it. I think this is kind of coming from a standpoint where we were in on Shohei Ohtani this year. Yeah. And then when we get disappointed with Shohei not signing, it's like, oh, like I guess it's Shohei we're getting Justin Turner. And that comparison is pretty unfair because you compare anyone to Shohei Ohtani, you're going to be disappointed. Shohei Ohtani is the best player in baseball right now. Yeah. And I don't really think that's up for debate. Uh yeah, like it's it's just crazy some of the fan perspectives. He's gonna pull in. He's gonna have a Brandon Belt role in this offense. And,
0: and I and, and I think he's he's better than Brandon Belt. Like let's like you know what I mean? Like as as much as we can make that comparison, let's also think this is y- you just upgraded, right? Because we had Brandon Belt. You just upgraded. So be happy that that we have a guy that's more consistent than Brandon Belt that and that'll produce more offense. Yeah, we have to pay for him. Like 13 million is a lot of money. And but it's,
1: it's not our money, right?
0: It's not our money. And 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 to be honest, we were gonna spend seven hundred million dollars on Shohei Otani. So to spend thirteen on Justin Turner as a guy that's gonna come in for, for a year and, and maybe instill some values and and
1: uh maybe maybe try to bring a winning culture here. Well, um you saw Bo Bachet on Blair and Barker just advocating for this guy, saying they needed a veteran presence, saying that this guy would be perfect for the Blue Jays lineup. And there you go. Ross Atkins goes out and makes the move. Yeah. And the team is going to be excited about this. He's probably going to slot into that 4-5 role. We'll see if the Jays make any more moves this offseason. And it's going to be interesting. I don't think – I know you said that the Jays are done. I don't think they are. I think Ross has something else up his sleeve, whether it's a trade. Maybe – I'm not saying it's going to be this huge move. Like, probably not a Cody Bellinger anymore. I think that's probably off the table. But maybe just, like, a role player.
0: Well, uh, th- that's what I think. I think it's going to be a trade more so than a signing if, it, if, we're, if it's going to be a move. So –
1: and Ross does like to pull kind of random tricks out of his bag. Obviously, nobody was expecting that Dalton Barstow trade from last year. So it's going to be interesting uh, which way Ross Atkins wants to go with this.
0: Yeah. So, uh, coming up, we're going to sort of go over the lineup and where we think Justin Turner's going to fit and, um, you know, where he'll slide in in the batting order. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get into that right away. Happy Super Bowl to all of you who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the coach, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super big bets, and that will happen. It is going to be disgusting how many bets I place. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl Uh, Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
1: Yeah, so we're going to jump into the Blue Jays lineup here, but back to your bets. Good thing for you, uh, the Super Bowl isn't for another week, and this weekend is the NHL All-Star Game, so not a lot of games going on. Probably a good thing for your bank account.
0: Yeah, I, I needed a break, right? Uh, so it is it is going to be sweet, um, but then, yeah, it, it's like a break for a week, and then I'm just going to get absolutely destroyed on
1: Super Bowl weekend. And then you're going to make up for all that uh, money gained back in your pocket, That's and blow right. it all that weekend. Yeah, or hopefully, maybe maybe you'll have a pleasant surprise, and you'll uh, guess it right because you had uh you didn't want the packers winning before you had that one right and you've been decent with up your predictions so far in uh, the nfl yeah unfortunately your lions did get uh booted last week against the niners but that is uh that's something we can move on from yeah yeah i don't even want to talk about that that was disgusting all right so back to blue jays baseball so how is justin turner gonna fit into this lineup and I'm going to quickly just go over uh, where he played again last year. He had 146 games, 98 were at DH, 41 at first base, 10 at second, and then only seven at third base. So most likely Justin Turner is going to be like almost our everyday DH. Probably will, like with the catcher situation here, Kirk Ajana will be thrown in, obviously Flaty, George Springer, whoever needs to rest may have that DH spot. And when that happens, I think Justin Turner, again, is kind of fitting this Swiss Ar- army knife thing. Or he can play anywhere not necessarily providing the best defense of anyone on the team but it is an option yeah I 100% agree I think that yeah
0: we can't look at him to be our everyday third baseman just for the fact that he you know he's he's not he's not the youngest guy out there but he uh he, he could definitely slide in 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 the case when we need somebody but we have so many options with Davis Schneider uh IKF Espinal, Biggio that like we don't really need this guy to play third or anywhere. Like, we have the defensive side of it covered. So a guy that can come in and just swing the bat and, and hopefully drive
1: in some runs is, is what we're looking for. Oh, absolutely. And I kind of did the liberty of making what I thought would be the Toronto Blue Jays lineup with Justin Turner in it. So the first three, I don't really think are up for debate. I think George Springer will be number one, Bo Bichette will be number two, and Vladdy will be number three. Where the fourth comes in, I know some people like Jano in this four slot, and I don't mind him there. The problem is the average isn't really there for me. Yeah, He, is, he has shown that he has is clutch in situations, and he does have power. But I think a better play here and the safer play would probably to have Justin Turner start there yeah. and be the fourth, uh, the fourth at bat for uh, this DH spot here. And I don't know how you feel about
0: that. I'm I'm the same way. I, I like to, I, I would like to put uh, JT in that number four spot. Hopefully that, uh, you know, it's just more driving and runs. Like we've seen with the RBI statistics from the last couple of years that he, that he does drive runs in. So in that fourth slot, hopefully you get, you know, you uh, Bo gets on and he's been good at that. He Bo has been so good at getting base hits and getting on base that, Yeah, you just need somebody there that can punch him in.
1: I think it's going to be hard to explain to Jays fans if you're going to pay $13 million for a DH not to have him in the top four, especially to start the season. Obviously, over the season, may have some ups and downs that might flip-flop. But I'll move on. Going into five, I have Kevin Biggio at five. I think he's going to slot in there well. Again, this might be an argument with the Kirk Jano debate, but I think to start the year, how Biggio ended last season, I think it's an easy pick for me in that fifth spot.
0: Yeah, I don't hate that either. We, we we saw this guy, he can get hot, right? And when he gets hot, he's hitting a, he's hitting for average, which is great, right? So you just hope that he can stay on that pace. Um and then yeah, if so, I don't hate that either. I, I think personally that I'd go with the with the Jano and Kirk myself, but but I think there's a there's a very good argument for either one.
1: Yeah, and that's moves into my next number six spot, and that will be Jano or Kirk. I think initially I want Jano to start, but obviously it's going to depend on the pitching matchups. Obviously, Gosman likes a certain catcher better. I think he was pitching with Kirk majority of the year last year. So, and then they just obviously pitchers have their preferences. Moving on to seven, I have Dalton Varsho to start. I don't necessarily like love that and agree with it, but I just think that's how it's going to be. I think personally, I'd rather have Davis Schneider there just for upside. And especially when you have two guys for me, like having visual walks a lot, if you have Alejandro Kirk in there, he's going to walk a lot. So you just need somebody to get in there and hopefully hit uh, like something into the gap, maybe uh, down the line, just drive these guys in. Yeah. And
0: it, it is tough. Like that's where I have Varsho as well, but um, I could see, it, and it really depends who we're playing each day, right? If, if it is Vigio, if it is Schneids, if it is IKF, right. Um, if it is uh, SB, So obviously, like, all these little things are going to come into consideration of who's playing during that game, right? Because I think David Schneider with, you know, maybe Espinal in it too that day will hit further, higher, like, higher in the lineup. And then, you know, Espy's probably hitting in the 8th spot. So, but then if it's IKF, I think, like, him and Espy are pretty much going to be
1: slotted in strictly for the 8th spot. No, for sure. It definitely depends on the pitching matchups with the left-handed and right-handed pitching. But I'm just saying like this list for me is like opening day. If we were, say we're going into a playoff series yeah. in April yeah. and this is what we need to feel. This is our team, what we're left with. And that's what I would have personally. Yeah. But with number eight and nine, that just leaves. Um, I think it's going to be David Schneider at eight. I think it should probably be Varshow, but I think it's gonna be David Schneider at eight. And then obviously Kevin Kiermaier turning out over the order at nine. Yeah. I, and I, and
0: I love having Kiermaier there. He's uh he he fits that mold for the ninth hitter where, you know, it, it, it comes where you just need to get Springer back up or, and your big your big guns back to the top of the lineup. And and Kiermaier does that, right? He flips it, gives you a shot to get some more runs, and hopefully this year we'll be able to actually, like, utilize
1: that and then drive him in. Yeah, Kevin Kiermaier, obviously a fan favorite, one of our favorites as well. It's yeah. tough to hate on that guy. Made a huge impression in Toronto pretty much immediately with that uh, the catch he made at Rogers Centre. And then that leaves the bench of IKF, Espinal, and then either Kirk or Jano, depending on what they do. Yeah. And that is your Toronto Blue Jays batting order, but now we have the fielding problem. And I think that's gonna be where there could be a ton of changes and ton of different combinations.
0: Yeah, so I mean you you look at one, Vlad's gonna play one, uh shortstop you got Bo, catcher, your two options are Jano or Kirk, which I, I'm 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 a Jano fan as well. Um then in the field you got Varsho, Springer, and uh Kiermeyer. Um it's, it's the second base and third base position that are going to be very interesting. And personally, I think that uh, you, you leave Justin Turner as the DH, you slot uh, Schneids in at uh, three, and you put Biggio in at two. I, I've seen some people say that they want Biggio at three, which I think is the wrong move. I think he's, he's so solid at two, and I think
1: Schneids has the arm for three yeah the problem with that I have between third and second base is second base for me is a lot easier to play than third base. Obviously, you do need that arm strength at third base, and the options we kind of have for these uh two positions we have Justin Turner, David Schneider, Kevin vigio, i k f and Espinal. again, I don't really see where Espinal fits. you yeah. so know if we there would be a trade, I can kind of see him being included, but again, like how much weight is Espinal gonna carry? probably not that much. Um, I think IKF might be the third baseman, maybe not opening day, but I just think don't know if you sign a guy, yeah, just to not play him at third base. I know I didn't have him in my my batting lineup, but um, yeah, like it, IKF is here for his defense, so I wouldn't be surprised if he started at third base. But I'm gonna have David Schneider starting there as well to nice. start the year, yeah. And then that's going to move Kevin Vigio over to that second base spot. You saw Kevin at the end of the year making unbelievable plays at second. He looks very comfortable there. Why move him? Yeah. And
0: the whole David Schneider piece, I think it's such a slap in the face to him. If you start IKF after the season that David Schneider had also getting snubbed, like where he wasn't getting played as often, I think, let David Schneider be our starting third baseman. Give him opportunity to succeed. And then, yeah, if things aren't going well, then okay. I, we have IKF. We have SB if we need to switch something around. But I think give the guy – he's earned the right
1: to be that third baseman right now. No, We are all in on David Schneider on this podcast. <laughs> I know a lot he did kind of fall off at the end of the year last year, and that does concern some fans. But I think he had the whole offseason. He kind of got settled in the major leagues. He can finally – have a spring training fully in the major leagues and have that experience. I think he's just going to build on what he did in uh, August of last year.
0: Yeah. And and the biggest part of that falling off is that he was only getting played every so often. Right. And so that, that really hurts somebody that doesn't, that's not in there getting consistent minutes and, uh, and, and games. So I think if, if you, if you slot him in and you let him just say, Hey, go, we're going to give you
1: 35 games, do what you can. We'll see what happens and that's that's one thing that i hope is going to happen yeah. but we haven't seen it no so if they mishandle this david schneider thing i can see him having a very down year if he's only going to be playing once once a week sort of thing right this guy could go from hitting 550 which obviously is unrealistic down to like 220 in yeah. that same amount of time span so it's going to be interesting to see how these blue jays uh this blue jays team deals with all these positions and all these different combinations that could happen uh, on opening day uh, with the NFL playoffs, though, uh, it's almost over, honestly, because the Super Bowl is in two weeks. Wow. Did the time ever fly by? And can you believe it? Baseball season is coming up too. Uh, NHL All-Star game. Lots of things going on right now. Obviously, the NBA is in full fruition as well. And this is the best time, I think, of all like in sports, sports season that you could tune in to our Locked On 24-7 streaming channel. It's here for you covering all those sports. Like I said, I uh, just go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national streaming t- channel.
0: So yeah, when we come back, um, there was a Jorge Polanco trade that came out and somebody made a uh, like graphic, I guess, of what we, the Blue Jays would have had to give up for Jorge Polanco. We're going to give our opinions on if that's even a possibility that we would have wanted. Uh, and, and if we think that what this guy's sort of uh, projection, if it's realistic.
1: Everyone has that one vehicle that they just want to keep on the road. It means a lot to them and their family, and you can do that with eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because of eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay Guarantee Fit, only available for U.S. customers.
0: Before we get into Jorge Polanco... Um... I just want to give a sort of like our condolences to um, to Jimmy Williams. He spent nine seasons with the Blue Jays managing and and whatnot. He he passed away. I think it was two days ago at the age of 80. Uh, Sort of sad, you know, like anybody in the Blue Jays community. um, It's just sort of brutal to see. Right. To think some of these guys that, you know, we followed uh, through our lives, like, you know, our you know, some of them could be getting to
1: that point too. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's something. It yeah, sort of nine, pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. Nine seasons with the Blue Jays is not a short amount of time. It's devoting quite a bit of your life to the Blue Jays organization. So condolences to him and his family. Uh, we're going to move on to Jorge Polanco. And just what we, we saw this other day on uh, when the trade happened was they made kind of a Jays version of the Jorge Polanco trade and what we would have had to give up for Jorge Polanco. So in this trade, uh, the Twins sent... Uh, obviously Jorge Polanco to the Seattle and Seattle received Justin Topa along with the Mariners third prospect and two other prospects in the system. So a pretty big haul to give up for Jorge Polanco and the Jays version of this would have been something like Mitch White, Jimmy Garcia, Addison Barger and Adam Mako.
0: Yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, the guy that uh, put this out. This is uh Josh, the Jays fan. Um, I, I don't know where you to st- I- I'll ask first of all to you do you realistically want Jorge Polanco for the deal that he put
1: out? No, I'm going to say it's flat out no, because what we just kind of went over is we don't even know who we're going to start at second base. We have like five options. So why would we trade a huge piece like Nias and Barger? Yemi Garcia, obviously a little bit down of a down year, but still has the potential. Why would we trade pieces like that? A guy that obviously he would cement this role as second baseman. I don't think that's an argument here at all. Yeah, but it's just the upgrade. Is it worth it with how Kevin Biggio played at the end of last year and Jorge Blanco has kind of struggled to stay on the field? Yeah, I'm. I, you know what? I, I
0: like Jorge Blanco, but do I think that he's a good Jays fit, especially for the price that we would have had to pay for him? Not really. I, I I'm, I'm sort of. I, I saw this come out and then this post, and I, I was sort of like, eh. Like I'm like you know I'm happy we weren't involved in that a little bit because I think if this would have been the move that we made I'm so much more happy with the Justin Turner move than I am with uh than than with if if we would have gotten Jorge Polanco I think I would have just the reaction would have been quite different for me
1: yeah like Jorge Polanco uh kind of had a weird year last year he only played 80 games he slashed 255 at 14 home runs in those 80 games so that's pretty good for a guy like him and then 77 hits so. Last year was a good year for him, but it's the same thing. It's that if you're only going to get 80, 90 games out of the guy and you're giving up all these pieces, is it really worth it? Just going back all the way to 2016 for him, he only played over 100 games, it says, four times here. So that's four times in about eight years. That's half the time. And 100 games, is obviously, this MLB season is 162 games. So that's not even like – that's two-thirds of the season pretty much. Yeah. So not a lot of games played there. Uh when he is healthy, he is a top 10, uh, second baseman in the league. It's just, I just don't get the, the value for the return here. I I don't think Jays fans would be very happy if we made this move. It would confuse a lot of fans. But I think Ross Atkins, it kind of would fit with his narrative because he has been confusing fans this whole offseason until I think today, finally signing a bat. Yeah, obviously he had a plan in
0: motion. So I I what, personally, what I think happened is that when I, I think this Justin Turner deal was in the works for a lot longer than we, like, of course, than, than we know, right? Like we, like fans do a bunch of speculation. We do a bunch of speculation. We love it. I, that's, it's part of my favorite uh time during the off season is that speculation of free agency and then uh close to the trade deadline as well. That's sort of my, I, I love that time. I love speculation. I love taking a look at who are possibilities. What could we do? So I think this, this, uh, this acquisition was in the works for a long time. I, I, and that's why when we went and made the move for uh, Yariel Rodriguez that uh, we said, Oh, well, it's pitching. Why do we need more pitching? Like, why don't we get, oh, obviously I think this Justin Turner move was in the works.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's just where are our assets more valuable at second base or at DH or third base for sure. And a lot like, I know for me, I was panicking a little bit, like just thinking like, why haven't the Jays signed anyone? Why haven't the Jays signed anyone? When you go over the free agents, J.D. Martinez is still there. Horace Lair's is still there. Cody Bellinger is still there. Matt Chapman is still there. Nothing's really happened with these guys. So obviously teams are talking to them. They are in on deals. But like you said, the Jays probably were talking to Justin Turner for a long time, trying to figure out the, the contract details compared to who they could have got. But I think the Jays kind of got their guy. We got to trust Ross. And good thing you didn't make this Jorge Blanco trade because that would have left a sour taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And, and I guess to sort of wrap up, um, I just, I just want to end by saying, for those of you who maybe aren't thrilled at this move, I want you to take a look at, go, go look at um, the, the career that Justin Turner's had um, and the numbers he's still putting up last year. Uh, the attitude the the winning mindset that he brings I think this guy is going to be a big part of this Blue Jays t- uh, team this year
1: yeah you can't just look at it from like oh he's just going to be DH you got to look at it from the leadership he's going to bring the experience he's had in the playoffs and just the veteran presence so just this we've talked about it multiple times that this Jays team at some point seems unserious and hopefully Justin Turner can be the guy to kind of mediate things and ground this team back again when they are kind of getting uh, lost in left field with some butterflies and stuff like that. I just wanted to say thank you guys for watching. Uh, our Twitters here are First 2 because I couldn't get the one. And Braden 5 oasco is Braden's here. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to, one more time, bring up the Locked On Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, whenever you guys want to tune in, obviously, when you, you want it at 4 a.m., 4 p.m., 12, whatever you want to do, whenever you want your, to digest your sports content, head over to the Locked On 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube.
0: Thanks, guys, so much for watching. And uh, check, uh, tune in tomorrow, actually, for the next episode. Yeah, we're back
1: to five days a week. We, we should, probably should have let off with that. And maybe <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll edit something in there. But, yeah, uh, February 1st, we're back to five days a week. So that is tomorrow, believe it or not. So episodes will be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Monday through Friday the following weeks up and through the season. So we're excited for it. Uh, leave comments on how you felt about this podcast, what you think we can do better, what you liked, didn't like. We appreciate it all. We're always looking in the comments and responding, and we're excited to get back into some full-time Jays baseball.